you by Rave Pubs Radio and we as always are sponsored by Hypersign. They are your leaders in digital signage solution and you can learn all about what they can do for you by visiting www.hypersign.com and we're also brought to you by Atlas Sound. Their motto is engineer it right, build it right, sell it right, and support it right. So to find out all about what they can do for you for your professional AV needs visit them at atlassound.com to this podcast and all the other leading industry podcasts for AV, you can find us at www.ravepubsradio.com. And we could not be more thrilled to be with you today and have the opportunity and chance to speak with Visionaire CEO Anita Gupta. She leads one of the premier AV companies in the Middle East. And not only that, but most deserving, uh, she was recognized this year as one of the 2013 Infocom International Women in AV Year Award winners. So we are just thrilled to be able to have the chance and opportunity to speak with Anita and to hear her perspective and insights. And we're just going to jump right into it right now and get this conversation started. Thanks for joining us. And imagine two women doing it, so it has to be great. It is. And on top of just being great, we just, we will not be satisfied with anything less. Right? Right. right. I, I mean, do you, do you not find that in your business? That it's, there are things that other people can do, but you just will not be satisfied with any less. I think it comes naturally to women. I mean, if you look at the structure of women, it's so perfect, I would say. And even, I hope I'm not going out of the um, topic, but even delivering a baby, it's so perfect. (laughs) So women goes for perfection. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you got to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of how it happens, you, you find that. Um, tell me, if you can, about what drove you to get involved in AV, or did you just find yourself here? A lot of women that I've talked to have just sort of found themselves not necessarily pursuing a career in AV, pursuing career in communications. But tell me about what drove you to come here and and where you're at. I would say, um, like any other woman, I don't think I studied to be in Navy. I am more a finance person and a business uh, major in business management. But I guess AV came um, naturally to me because I was involved in AV since very young age, where I was actively involved in television production, both front and behind camera in back in India. So uh, it was like a natural progression for me. And then it has been a very long journey. And in the whole thing, it, I felt it was more like an organic growth where one step led to another. And here I am in AV today. That's beautiful. And it, when you say, here I am in AV today, that spans like 25 years, right? <laughs> we'll get into that. But what's so amazing is the very similar experience, what I just heard from you, 
is that you started out very young. I myself started out in high school where I had a full functioning broadcast studio. And it was a mm-hmm. public it was a public high school and it was something that in my mind and my experience led me to be able to have skills that helped me advance on. Are you saying that you had the same thing? Is is that what I heard that you started out in broadcast early or what what was that yes. about? Uh, this was after my college, uh, where I happened to be into um, television production. In fact, I started initially with in acting in front of camera, and then I quite liked the production work, and I joined in as a production team. Uh, but after later, I was more involved in uh, this. I would say about early or late 80s or early 90s where computers were just coming in and I was uh, and I was just doing my major in business management and I thought why not look at computers at uh, to become more efficient and I did a whole year course in uh, in an institute in India called NIIT which uh, gives you a full training of doing um, database and of software management and stuff so that attracted me a lot so i would say it was probably this time that i was attracted towards computers at that stage and went into that line where after i did uh, my um, um, one year of uh, experimenting in computers i would say I felt why not get into because that time there were these big desktops which would be um, you know on your table all the time why not get into like mobile computers and make it easy available for everybody and it was just a brainwave and I now I feel it was a big step for me though you know in my circumstances at that time it was um, I would say it was a small step for me but now I feel it was a giant step to even think of producing notebook computers in early 90s so that's where I thought why not make it mobile and make it more easily available to users and um, I looked at designing notebook computers at uh, that stage and went to taiwan looked at designs and here i was um, doing notebook computers for the market that was the time where uh, ibm or compaq were not into the market and we brought in notebook computers which were uh, modular which had different lcds based on the customer's need and hard disk and ram would be upgraded based on the requirement so that's how i think i went into uh, into the av it world and since then uh, what happened i guess was kept progressing as the customer need came in and looked at the market requirement and kept progressing in technology and i would say technology was the key driver because it keeps changing it keeps adapting to customers need 
and if you keep looking at that path it was so natural and organic for us to just keep growing for example i would say at that point of time um projectors had just come in and people would buy it as a box to just buy a projector and use it to display uh in their meeting rooms but then came interactive boards then came connectivity and then by late 90s people started to say that hey we have a dvd we have um you know all sorts of uh, things we need to dim the light we need to uh, manage the whole room so just by giving us a box will not help so we said why not get into the whole connectivity of the room and make it more functional because that was the need at that point of time so what we did was we started looking at um enhancing our skills on controls to control a room which was not there like mid 90s so as we grew further so we started connecting the room and then when you start connecting so many other elements and equipment come into feature that you just keep progressing so this is i'm just telling you how it was a growth and then i would say in mid 20s about 20 2004 to 2005 came the whole ip world where not just it equipment but even av equipment started to have ip address so both the av and it was getting merged and as it got merged even we started looking at why not just av it needs to be a collaborative world and from there if you see today in the more more recent world in integration of telepresence to cloud now to byod uh, which is bring your own device to a complete integrated it is the platform so that's how it all grew for us oh that's amazing and you've taken such a path of the historical but cutting edge of everything that has been on technology the question that i have is do you find that there is any differences internationally a lot of times and please forgive me mm-hmm. that i tend to think of things how we develop out of the us just mm-hmm. or i tend to look at it from that central point of view but i also understand especially with the japanese with their developments and technologies and all these sort of things do you have any sense that's very different from maybe a a us centric sort of point of view about how technology is developing you especially you talked about the byod you talked about the displays you talked about all the touch points of where our industry is going and what we have to look at what are we missing or where do you see it globally where we're going what i was hearing from you say is that you have recognized all of the global initiatives yeah you have recognized that all these different things are happening all over the world and is there any one place that you find is leading that needs to lead that are you leading that what's driving that um when we now look at uh, 
the world together, which is, you know, in between. There was a hype that the world is flat. Um, I would say there is no one place in the world which even have, I would say, power to lead. It's a global world and each geography, if you if you mean in terms of geography, is doing their own contribution. Maybe specializing in huh? a certain area, like India is more specializing in the software and taking it in that direction, whereas China is more into hardware. Japan is more into, I would say, not just innovation, but also, you know, looking at the needs and where it is growing. So, plus US on its own, a lot of R&D and a lot of initiative. So, I would say it's not just one geography can say that, you know, I, we are solution. the one. Yeah, we, we are doing solution. it. It's, it's all put together. I mean, if you look at uh, part of the initiative which we are doing, from all these developments, what we felt there were certain gaps and we needed to have certain products to come out. For those, we are doing the software in India. We are based and headquartered in Middle East. We are developing the product in China and we are putting them all together and we are bringing it out in the world. So I don't, I cannot say that, okay, uh, we did the R&D here, but just because we were based here. So, but we are Indians. So I can't say that one geography can today say that we are the leaders and we are the people who would take the next leap. Where it can come from, we don't know. Maybe somebody in Africa can do it. <laughs> who knows? On top of that, it's collaborative. Yes. It is a collaborative industry. And that's how it has grown, I would say. I can tell you now, in 90s, who would think India would lead into the software? It's all about collaboration, right? Uh-huh, yeah. How do we... We are now in a situation where I find that we are now competing. Let's just, like, take our industry. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Everything aside, everything's coming on to the network. Yeah. We are now either contributors or we are facilitators. How do we lead and and, and where does, where's your company and what are you doing to help facilitate the dynamic between the fact that we're all converging onto one. We all know we are. We all know that we're not there yet. But what do you think about it? And where do you see that our industry best is situated? Um, I would take a step backwards uh, to your question where uh, where you said that we are not there as yet. In, in our industry, I don't think we will ever be there. There is no particular goal that we are going to reach. And then we think that we will be there. That's a a question in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I believe goalpost will keep moving. Uh Uh-huh. Great. uh, And uh, to answer your question, I would say that 
for the growth of the industry, you have to be both a user and a facilitator because from there will come out the need. If I see my progression in AV, that's what has happened in last two decades. There was a need and to uh, suffice that need, there came a solution. And that solution then became you the next became, step. You became that solution. Yes. You, you had a need and you became that solution. The best, solution. The best thing and my grandfather ever taught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that solution then became a step forward because human tendency is such you would never be satisfied with what you have today. So you keep looking at next, you know, how to better it, how to make, use it more efficiently, how to make it more productive. And that is the facilitator. I would say my customers are the people who have a need and who needs to use a particular thing in a particular way makes us more innovative, makes us more um, advanced in bringing out solutions. That's when we sit down as a team and say, okay, this is the need and we need to see how we need to focus on it because that's he's using technology for his need. It's not the enhancement of technology which will help him. It's how he's going to use it. And that becomes step one for the next advancement. You touched on two points that I hope, and I know there's two questions that I have. Mm -hmm. You talked about what your technology customers' needs are, but mm -hmm. I also would like to think and talk about what do you think women's roles are especially internationally mm -hmm. we're having a big challenge so we i won't forget to get it back to um what your customer needs are but internationally congratulations from every single woman in the entire industry and i mean it's amazing and we are so proud and so honored to see you win the woman in AV. I mean, it, it is, it's a recognition that it's just amazing we have, but we are honored that we can say this is our woman in AV. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> uh, how no, does that I, mean to you? <laughs> I would thank you for that and um, that um, I would say in most humility and um, uh, being very grateful that uh, um, this uh, award was given to me. And I believe uh, that I speak for all women in the industry when I say that Absolutely. the step towards recognizing women's role in the success of AV is a giant step in itself. And Infocom International continues to be pioneering in this effort to globalize and integrate the industry and I thank them for that. Uh, but I don't see any lesser role of women in, in our industry. We have successful example in my company, Visionaire itself, women who started as field engineers have now in like five to six years became business director 
80% of our last year's intern internship intake was women and today at visionaire uh, in every department right, right from procurement to marketing to program management to sales to hr they all led by women and it's not just because i am a woman and i know i it's my company it's we don't see women or men when we are looking at you know to do a function but at the end there are so many women and we have several women engineers who are doing field service and technical you know, help desk management so i don't see there is any physical challenge in our industry that makes women less than any men in general i would say there is a dearth of qualified people in our industry and i believe that av is a great profession for women and men alike so i see that there is no challenge it's all in in our mind that where we when we look at industry so av industry is like any other industry where women can contribute as much as men can do yeah i think i, I totally agree with you um of the plane that women don't in any way shape or form have to ever worry about being accepted in our industry i just think that we need to you are exemplary in how you lead you are a 0.01% you you you've infiltrated that which is amazing and something that we can all look up to what i think is our biggest challenge is that we don't have the ability to say that women can achieve up to a technical or something that's credible to so we're going to bring it to you again and we're going to bring you part 2 as a matter of fact with Anita Gupta next month 2013 Infocom International Women in AV award winner you can't get much better than this AV tweets and I just can't thank her enough and I'm looking forward to bringing you the second part of her interview So don't forget to check us out and all the other amazing and leading industry podcast at www.raypubsradio.com. We are very grateful and thankful to our sponsors Hypersign and they will bring you all your digital solutions at www.hypersign.com. And thank you very much for um Amazon for coming on board. and we look forward for them to engineer build support and bring you all the right things for all your AV professional needs you can visit them at www.alisound.com we are really excited this is part 1 of part 2 folks so uh look forward to talking to you soon and have a great summer bye bye